and welcome to another fishy episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds and uh, kept it off for like four years now. And with me, as always, is... Catherine Weigel, weight loss loser and loser of weight. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, hi, I'm Catherine Weigel. Yeah. Tiny habit certified coach. You sure are. I have lost about 140 pounds. Holy cow, that's a lot of weight. You're holy fish. Holy, holy fish, fish that's a lot of weight. On the, that's right. On the fishy to- topic. Uh, yeah, hi there. We're talking about fishes today. Sleep, yeah. Sleeping with them. Yeah, so it turns out that if you uh, if you want to teach somebody to lose weight, you bring <laughs> them fish. But if you want to teach them how to do it on their own, you teach them to fish or something. Sure. I don't know. I really messed that up, but yeah, it's I, okay. No, we're talking about uh, red herrings today. Oh, yeah, the, red herrings. This is something I have wanted to talk about for a long time, and we have stopped putting it off, and now we are doing it. And yeah. as with many of our episode titles, you might be thinking, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you talking about? Why are you um, talking about fish? I don't even like herring. Yeah, so um, red herring is a, it's a couple of things. One, it's a log- logical fallacy, logic fallacy. Uh, and two, it's a device that they use in uh, movies, TV shows, books, um, things that you consume uh, to misdirect the audience. It is, and it's also a smoked fish. It's also it's, a it's, smoked fish. It's a couple of things plus one other thing. <laughs> Here's a fun fact that I that I learned in doing some research for this episode. Red herring is not like a type of fish. It's not like a red snapper is like a type of fish. Like the, the herring doesn't actually turn red until it's smoked. Yep. Yeah. Very I, fun, fun I, stuff. I thought this would be surprising information, <laughs> but you just knew it already. All right. Well, it's because we talked about it beforehand. Yeah. But uh, okay. we're going to talk about distractions. Yeah. Big distractions when you are losing weight. And focusing on the wrong thing. We sure are. So um, just to uh, a little background, the term red herring um, is a, and I, I looked up a definition online, it's a seemingly plausible, though ultimately irrelevant, diversionary tactic. And according to the Oxford English Dictionary, a red herring may be intentional or unintentional. It's not necessarily a conscious intent to mislead. Yeah, so when I uh, went to college, USA... Uh, as a, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you went to College USA? <laughs> I did. Um, so the first class that I took was a class on loopholes. We love talking oh, yeah. about loopholes we here sure do. in uh, Walt USA. Uh, but it, <laughs> it talked about the different ways that we are manipulated by either you know, logic fallacies or groupthink and that kind of thing. Yeah. It was a very big, uh, big, big help for me. And one of the things was the red herring. They're oh, like yeah. the thing that distracts you from the Oh, thing yeah, that's that what is, our episode's about it today. It is, it is. So that's where I first heard about red herrings. Um, but it really helped me do some critical thinking. That's actually yeah. what the class was called. Critical thinking about the ways we're influenced uh, by news and politics and all that jazz. But we're also influenced by weight loss, yeah. which they didn't talk about in class, but we're talking about that now. Yeah, so like sometimes you'll be watching uh, a show. It'll be like a murder mystery or something, and 
there'll be, you know, somebody will do something and and you'll think, oh, okay, that person's suspicious. Like, oh, I get it now. Um, But it's completely in there just to mislead you into thinking that that person might possibly be the killer. Well, and the thing is, like, I'm actually listening to a a murder mystery right now. Yeah. And there's, like four hours left and it seems like you know who the killer is uh, and you're yeah. like they got four hours of stuff no, to say you know that's not the killer yeah, so it no. kind of like helps you know that that's not the problem but before i get too distracted by just talking about the book that i'm listening to with my <laughs> with my ears instead yeah. of my reading with my eyes is that we often create our own red herrings in the weight loss world whether we know it or not yeah we sure do we are so distracted by all these ancillary details that we forget and I'm, i was going to save this for the end but it, it's I'm going to say it at the beginning. Whoa. Spoiler alert. Weight loss comes from... Do you know what weight loss comes from, Donald? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. A calorie deficit. It does. But we think it's 50 other things. We blame 900 other things for why we're not losing. Wait, is it 50 other things or 900 other things? It's all of it. <laughs> oh, all both. Of 950 things. You're getting distracted. Well, yeah. you're a questioner, so you're like, tell me the 900 things. Yeah, we're going to exactly. go through them all right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing number one. No, let's start at 900 and then count our way down to one. Sure. But we are masters at using outside world distractions, the foods that we don't eat, all these different things as to why we can't lose weight. And it's proof that we can't lose right weight. But really, it's a calorie deficit. So we're going to talk about uh, how you might be fooling yourself, dear listener. Yes, indeed. Um, and, you know, for decades, I blamed specific problems like outside of myself yeah. for for why I couldn't lose weight. I... I blamed my metabolism. I blamed being too busy. I blamed, you know, my heritage. I blamed yeah. like people visiting me. I, you know, everything, my job, my uh, everything uh, outside of me. And and really, I just wasn't focusing on creating a calorie deficit and creating a lifestyle which would allow me yeah. to consistently eat at a calorie deficit. Well, and I, I thought I had a finish line problem. If I just got right. to whatever weight, then my metabolism would be fixed and then I would be fine. But for, I mean, so many years we talked about, you know, going into Weight Watchers and people focusing on like, well, wait, where do you get that one point bran muffin? Right. All I need is the one point bran muffin. I just muffin. need the right kind of low calorie bread and then I will hit my goal weight. Oh boy, it's going to change everything. Like I just need my snack wells. If I had a snack well, then I would yeah. I need a hundred calorie pack. Exactly. You know what I need? I don't have recipes. I still see that, you know, on Facebook of like, you guys, I'm trying to lose weight. Give me your recipes. It's like, okay, it's not a recipe problem. Yeah. It's also not it's too bad, so sad. Get ready to listen. Turn up the volume or turn it down if you don't want to hear it. I just don't have the motivation. Like, what's the motivation? I, you know, it's sometimes I have it, sometimes I don't. Yeah. But like, if I just had the right motivation, then I would lose weight. Yeah, we have done entire episodes on uh, the one of called the motivation bus about how motivation is a myth and it's fleeting and it's nice when you have it, but you there's no possible scenario under which motivation is something that's going to stick with you all the time. Most of the time, and I mentioned at the beginning that I hit my goal weight about four years ago and have stuck to it, I do not, I'm not motivated to do it. Yeah. I have, I have just put myself on autopilot. Yeah. I've put my, like all of these habits into place that I just follow now. And I, I've eliminated decision fatigue and I've stopped lying to myself and I just go through the habits and do them over and over again. But that sounds boring. 
boring. It sounds boring. <laughs> but I also used to blame, you know, my heritage. Like Donald said, oh, I'm Polish. Oh, our people just aren't active. Like, you know, I didn't grow up active. No one ever taught me. Guess what? I'm f- like, I don't remember, 40-something, 47, 48? Yeah, 47. I'm 47. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember your own age. I don't know. I had to ask you I Last you... night, I said I was 52, and both my wife and my child were like, what? How old are you? Like, I'm not under Neither one of them knew how old I was. <laughs> I don't know. I lost count. But I used to blame my... The way I grew up, I'm not going to say who I grew up with. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm going to yeah. keep that keep that quiet. But guess what? I moved out of living with other people of, of my family when I was 21, 20, 20 years old. Yeah. Guess what? I'm 40, whatever, right now. I only have me to blame for the last 28 years. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't keep putting it on like, well, I grew up not knowing. Like, guess what? I've lived, you know, outside of my family house longer than uh, than I actually live there. So, but much like the first 10 minutes of this very episode, we use all of these extra details to distract us from the important facts of how people actually lose weight. Yeah. And as I said, at some point back here, or maybe Donald said it, we lose weight. By eating at a calorie deficit, it doesn't matter the plan. It doesn't matter, you know, the the motivation. Either we're eating at a calorie deficit or we're not. But I spent decades blaming certain aspects of plans for my lack of success. I did Atkins. And on Atkins, again, lots of details, they ask you to cut out all these different things, right? Sugar, flour, carbs. You know, you can't eat fruit. You no, know, fr- you can't do that. I definitely have a fruit problem. Right. No coffee. No caffeine. No whatever. You change ten things about what you're doing, and if you don't comply, there's no money back. Like you don't get your money back if <laughs> right. you don't do all the things. I did all the things, but what all the things were ended up in a calorie deficit. I didn't have a coffee problem. I didn't have a fruit problem. The success of the plan was just that I was at a calorie deficit. Yeah, and and ultimately, though, it's just – it's not fun to yeah. stick to that forever. There are some people who, who can do it forever, but it's certainly I wasn't one of them. Then I would always remember that I loved uh, carbohydrates, yeah. and I would – the weight would come rushing back on. But, the, but I used to say like, oh, well, my problem is I'm just not motivated to do Atkins again. Like – that's my problem. If I only did Atkins again, then I would lose weight. But I didn't have an Atkins problem. I had a lifestyle problem. Yeah. And and there are just many, many examples of things that I used to focus on that were just not really getting me to achieve my goal. I would I would say to myself, well, I'm drinking all of the water. Yeah. Like, I'm drinking eight glasses of water today. Why am I not losing weight? I am avoiding bread and pasta like, why am I just not losing the weight? If I just get through this stressful yeah. part of my life, then I can lose the weight. If I just get past this, you know, the holidays, if I just get past this work time, if right, I just, like you know, once I get through this, then I will do it. It's my metabolism. I am doing everything I can, but my genes just won't let me lose weight. I'm not doing the right exercises. Right. I just haven't found the right exercises. I haven't found the right gym. I haven't found the gym that's me. You know, but on the other hand, I I walk two miles a day. Why am I not losing weight? Like, I, we actually, we went on a walk yesterday and 
sort of took a shortcut at one point. And th- I used to think, okay, I walked two miles, so now I can just tank up and eat whatever I want to eat. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Oh, burn so many calories. Yeah, or, you know, it's just like I'm not exercising enough, you know, rather than focusing on how much I was eating. Um, I'm eating so healthy. Oh, so healthy. All I'm, natural. I'm eating whole foods. Like, why am I not losing weight? I just don't understand. I'm eating so many salads. Yeah. Like, you know, and then I would eat, I would eat these big salads for lunch or even these big things of like steamed vegetables and tofu and then would ignore the fact that I was eating all kinds of other very high calorie things throughout the day on top of that, you know, but thinking that just eating that salad, that one salad a day was going to be the key. To, to me losing weight. I know, for sure. But here's something else that I hear from other people. Now we're on the other side of it and we're, we've lost the weight and we're working on maintaining it. I hear people say like, well, I don't know why I can't lose weight. Like I don't snack. Right. I'm not a snacker. I, you know, I'm a picky eater. I don't know like what I'm going to do. I don't eat sweets. I track everything. Like, what? Where, where's my problem? I don't drink soda. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and, but I think with the thing with that, and, you know, I used to do this when I was at work. Like, all I do is see you eat salads. Like, boy, I, you know, you're right. All I eat are salads. Yeah. You don't see all the secret food I'm eating before work. No, and they wouldn't see me come home and, like, binge on, you know, cheese and cookies and, you know, chips and things. But as you're looking at, you know, as you're listening to this going, well, what am I supposed to do with this information? If we list out all of the things we say we're doing right, what we're ignoring is are we eating at a calorie deficit or not? Yeah. And we can make up all of these excuses of like, well, I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, I'm tracking everything. If we really look at what we're doing, we can just keep drilling down. Because I think one of the problems is when you get agreement, like, oh, my gosh, you're do- it looks like you're doing everything right. Like, oh, my gosh. Right. So here's what I see. I'm tracking everything. And then you ask the question, everything? And you go, well, yeah, everything. Yeah. And everything? Well, I don't track my binges. Right. Oh, okay. Well, how often does that happen? Well, you know, a couple times a week, but I don't really track it. Okay, you don't binge. I'm tracking everything. Oh, you are? Well, are, are you measuring well, no, I'm not measuring, but I like I track. But like I just, you know, I'll occasionally I I like I grab a handful of nuts or some trail mix healthy. or something, but it's healthy. Like I don't I don't weigh it. I like, you know, but I I guess that I'm, you know, doing that I have just about this many calories. Right. Or like, well, I track everything but not the handfuls or not my kids' food scraps that I eat or well, I don't track my alcohol. Oh, well, I don't track my, you know, all these different things. I don't track my weekends. What it is is feedback. It's not like, oh, I'm tracking everything. You're not tracking everything. You're tracking 100% of what you're tracking, but you're you're not tracking 100% of what you're not tracking. Right. And that's where like the like the stories that we tell ourselves about what we're doing actually matter. If you're telling yourself you're doing everything right, there's no room for error. There's no room for self-examination. And when Donald and I really stepped back and got super honest about all the excuses that we were making, that's kind of where the final change happened in our mindset and our identity as people evolving and getting better at managing their weight. Yeah. And I think that something that people don't talk about enough is how 
much I would lie to myself through my weight loss adventure journey. <laughs> I would say to myself all the time that nobody has to work as hard as I yeah. do to make this happen. It's just, it, there's something wrong with me. It's my metabolism. I can't do it. But really, I just was eating a lot more than I was allowing myself to believe that I was constantly saying to myself, well, I deserve this treat right yeah. now. Or I had a salad for lunch so I can eat this. Or I walked two miles this morning. Or I went to the gym for 30 minutes this morning. So I deserve to eat all of this food. And, you know, your body doesn't know what you deserve yeah. and not deserve. It just burns the amount of calories that it burns and you intake the amount of calories that you intake and it's not it's not based on fair and yeah. it's not based on what you deserve it's just the science of how many calories your body is burning and how many you're intaking and it wasn't until i admitted to myself that i was telling myself all these lies and I stopped lying to myself that I really had a breakthrough in making this happen. Okay, so getting back to that red herring idea of the extra details distracting us from the important facts. Simplicity rules weight loss. We did an episode called Occam's Razor where we talk about the simplest answer being usually the right answer. It doesn't have to be the super complicated thing. And something I hear a lot when people are focusing on their habits or what they should focus on is I really need to focus on my water goal right now. Like right. got to focus on my protein grams. I've got to meditate. I've got to eat clean, non-GMO, whole foods, locally sourced. I've got to work out seven times a week. I've got to drink a gallon of water. I've got to like comply to all this different stuff. All this stuff is so complicated. And when we throw 15 different like to-dos at ourselves to right. hit our goal, it distracts us from the core, which is are you eating at a calorie deficit or are you not? And when we overcomplicate it, we feel like we're just not motivated enough or we don't have the right why to get it done. When in fact, we're just distracting ourselves with all these ancillary things. Sure, it's great to drink water. Sure, it's great to have protein. But either you're eating at a calorie deficit or you are not. Yeah, all of those things are are kind of – they're great to do. But they're things that you should do on top of reducing your calorie intake and increasing your movement. Well, and I think too – when people are just starting out and when I know when I started out, I thought I needed this like new me, new everything, got to, you know, we've talked about this before, the montage, yeah. throw everything out, get the perfect refrigerator, like chop all the vegetables, do all the things. And we feel like it is a grand statement about the kind of person we're now becoming. But then a week later, the lettuce goes bad, you get, you know, you work late, you can't make the meal prep stuff, and then you feel like it's all over because your perfect plan is obviously never going to work. When in fact, it's just a calorie deficit. Can you do the calorie deficit or not? That might mean lowering your expectations of the kind of food that you're eating, but it doesn't mean like, oh gosh, well, I didn't get to the gym. I'm never going to get this right, so I'm never going to lose weight. That negative, that's stinking thinking. Yeah, and and I think that we do things like we tell ourselves like, oh, well, okay, I've been so good for the last two weeks, but I'm being invited out for this one meal, oh boy, if I go out to this one meal, I'm going to blow it. Like, right. All of my progress is going to go away. Well, and here's the thing. And this, we, we were talking about this before we recorded the episode. We were. Is like, 
our daughter, our daughter came to live with us. <laughs> that sounded weird. Okay. So uh, when we became parents, I was like, oh no, how am I going to, oh, I'm not going to, now that I'm going to be a parent, I'm not going to have time to eat. And like, that's my weight loss plan. Guess what? I just ate all of her food scraps. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, look, doing it like I'm whispering into the, the, uh, the camera. Is that a thing? No. Yeah, the, sure. The microphone. But like, I had a weight issue before we became parents, before I got a job, before I met Donald. I can't blame Donald or being a parent or work stress or moving or whatever for being the reason that I'm the way that I am. When I I, I was telling someone in, in what place the other day, we only looked in place that I started Weight Watchers in 1999 and was micromanaging the like, well, did I eat the one point thing or where'd you get the one point muffin I right. the thing with the whatever. In two and a half years, I gained a hundred pounds. And that was from going out to work lunches, from stress from school. But guess what? Not everybody I went to school with gained a hundred pounds. Yeah. Other people I worked with went to lunch with me and they didn't <laughs> they gain a hundred pounds. pounds yeah. We go out to lunch every day, they're not gaining the weight. It, it's my metabolism. What well, it, no one has to work as hard as you no do. No <laughs> one has to work as hard as I do. Yeah. But you know, fine. I see them eat lunch, but then they wouldn't eat another two thousand calorie dinner, which is what yeah. we did every night. And they weren't buying bagels for the office and like secret, secret eating, eating two of them in the car before they went inside. How dare you? Oh no, yeah. that's what I used to do. <laughs> but where other people were like on vacation, eating a you know a high calorie lunch, that was my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Seven days a week. That wasn't an occasional treat. That was my everyday routine. Yeah. And then on the weekend, we would, yeah. we oh would you know, order takeout and, you know, we would each get our own pizza. And, yeah. And, and that sides. Kind of, and, and sides. Ben and yeah. Jerry's. And, you know, we would order, you know, Thai food and like we would, we would each get our own entree and then another entree to share and then, you know, and the, the appetizer. appetizers on top of it. And, you know, why can't we lose weight? Yeah. Well, I... I went out to lunch once this week at work. That's why I can't lose weight. Yeah, you know, that would be the thing that I would focus on, the red herring. Well, and I think, too, another big thing that I did for decades was focus on what I thought were diet foods. Oh, yeah. Like exclusively like, oh, well, I've got to get the lean cuisine or I've got to have the, the fat-free half and half or the I can't believe it's not butter or whatever. Right. I didn't have a butter problem. I had a 1,500 calories of hummus and crackers <laughs> a night problem. Yeah. And I tried to micromanage the like, oh, but I'm using the half and half that's fat-free. Like, why am I not losing weight? Focusing on those tiny details, focusing on like, oh, well, I just, you know, oh, I don't like the taste of water. That's why I can't lose weight. Like, I can't do the thing. Instead of looking at the 1,500-calorie pint of Ben & Jerry's, instead of looking at the pint of hummus, I was focusing on the wrong thing over yeah. and over again. And and I would do the thing where I would I would just change one thing in my life, which as a first step is great, but I would just change one thing and then expect the pounds to melt off. Like I would I would just give up soda and and be like, "Well, I don't understand. Like I I gave up that like, you know, Three, four, five hundred calories of soda every day. Like, why are the pounds just not melting off? And I wasn't changing anything else about my life. I wasn't changing, adding exercise. I wasn't reducing, you know, any other food I was bringing in. And 
giving up soda might have been a great first step or, you know, reducing the amount I have it, but it wasn't going to just suddenly be the miracle thing that made it all better. Well, but I think that there are people who don't necessarily have chronic, you know, secret eating and emotional eating and binge eating and compulsive eating problems. Right. Like we have a friend, I'll not name names, who cut out soda and lost 40 pounds. That's super duper great. But I don't think he had the, you know, chronic condition of overeating and secret eating and binge eating that we had. Yeah. And when we see one person change one thing like that, we think it's proof like, well, I obviously their metabolism is different. Like, I'm never going to lose it. I'm Polish. What am I going to do? Right. But when we focus on what we can control and really examine how much we're ready to give to the cause of weight management – that's where the actual change comes in. I used to think like, oh, look at them eating a salad with, you know, blue cheese dressing. Oh boy, I'm eating the diet version. <laughs> like yeah. that was, I didn't ha- I've never had a salad problem. What I've had is lots of cookies. What I've had is, <laughs> right. you know, promiscuous calories after drinking alcohol or really getting takeout five times a week. Those were my problems where I was focused on like, but I'm having the fat pretty half and half. I don't have a half and half problem. I've never had 30 calories of half and half as a problem. What I've had is the compulsive eating problem. Yeah. So what we are saying is really examine your choices and really examine the big picture and start to ask yourself, am I lying to myself about all of this? Am I really taking in a lot more calories than I think I am because I deserve it or because I'm focusing on the wrong thing because I'm focusing on all of these little red herrings. Well, and two, that really exhausting yourself of all of the excuses that you make. Like right. I uh, have talked about it before. Ramit Sethi on the podcast, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. It isn't actually about like rolling around in money, like <laughs> uh, but it's about sort of mindset around uh, money. But and also you could ch- change out money to be calories. Yeah, you change the word money for, for weight loss and fitness. And it, you know, most of the things you need to be mindful for with that, you need to be mindful for with the other. Right, but he talks about how people love to talk about their money problems and why they have them. And well, it's just this one thing and it never seems to end. And this is what my spouse does with money. And that's why we can't lose whatever. It's always somebody else's fault. And if you want to just take a piece of paper and a pen, you know, maybe I should do like, I'll send you a PDF of a clean piece of paper. Of a blank piece of paper, yeah. <laughs> Write down. A printable. Yeah, a printable. <laughs> the of blank all the printable. Bra- blank printable. Uh, that would be really funny. With just Ooh, our it little could, logo it could, Actually, it could have like a red herring in the middle. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. I'll do it. That's actually really funny. Oh my gosh, we should totally do that. Yeah. Okay, so all of the excuses. I can't lose weight because of my boss and because I'm on the PTA and because I've got kids and because I don't make the food and because I get free food at work. Just tire yourself out. Just write it all down. Once you got it all out of your system, yeah. just put a big X through it. <laughs> just put a big X through it. And stop lying to yourself. We lied to ourselves for decades about all of the reasons we were victims in the whole world about why we couldn't lose weight. Yeah. And, you know, I spent all of this time 
trying to find the right plan, the right, you know, okay, paleo, beach body, Atkins, uh, keto, you know, recipe. Weight Watchers, I need the right recipes. Oh, I need the right trainer. I need to do the right exercises. I'm just not motivated enough. I don't, can't afford it. I can't afford all that. That's and, a lot of money. And really, like, mindset ended up being the biggest key to this and and one of the biggest components of that was just to start telling myself the truth stop telling myself that i deserve a particular treat at night or that i'm so stressed that i can't focus on this and actually get down to the business of designing my life so that i eat less than i burn and that is what ended up working and that is what is still working well and it's uncomfortable at first it feels unfair nobody yeah. else has to do that. put that on the red herring piece of paper. <laughs> right. put it on the paper <laughs> boo hoo hoo exactly but really it's a calorie deficit and you know we've done 200 some episodes you, we don't have to talk about how to count calories right now but just getting honest with yourself what am i am i saying i'm doing it all what are you really doing? What room is there for improvement? I'm tracking everything. Well, I'm not measuring. Okay, are you ready to measure? Are you ready to measure a couple of things? I'm tracking everything, but not weekends. How can you improve upon that by a day? We've talked about it too. Each day of the week is 14% of your week. How can you improve upon what you're currently doing? Yeah. How can you be more honest with yourself? What are you ready to give to the cause of weight loss? Because in the end, it's great that you're drinking water. It's great that you want to focus on protein. Yeah. But when you micromanage it and it gets overwhelming and you get lost in the, you know, what do they call it? In the lost reeds? in the weeds, yeah. In the reeds or weeds, the whatever. reeds, yeah. Is it reeds or weeds? I don't know. I'll no, look it up. Nobody knows. <laughs> but when you get lost in all of these details, what we forget is that it just comes from a calorie deficit, and that can be just eating a candy bar. You can you can lose weight at a candy bar. We're gonna talk about that on another episode. Just eat at a calorie deficit. That's all we're asking you to do. Let go of all of the stories, all of the excuses. Well, when this is over, when that's over, when my kid moves out, well, if I didn't have this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. Like, and our daughter does that too. Like, oh, well, why didn't you do your homework? Well, you know, it's a crazy story. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got, the, you know, and you're just like, okay, here I'm we go. I'm as surprised as you are. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get to the bottom of this. But is that whole thing just tire yourself out with all your stories and then decide if you want to do the work of the calorie deficit. No matter what plan you're doing, no matter what day of the week it is, that's what it comes down to. That's what we're saying after 900 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever it was that this recording took place. Look at the calorie deficit. Keep it simple. Uh, focus on that red herring or don't focus on the red herring. We, we want them to not focus on the red herring. We want them to, to Let go with a fish. realize what the red herrings are <laughs> and then not do those things. Right. So there we are. So what can you do today? What can you let go of? Uh, just let go. It's much better. Well, uh, you can let go, but please hold on to listening <laughs> to our episodes. We appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, or even if you didn't, uh, we have... <laughs> 
We have uh, 200 and some others that you can find wherever you found this one, and they are always available at our website, weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, click on the link for Join Our Support Group. We have a Facebook-based accountability and support group for women called Woke Place, We Only Look Thin Place. Uh, There are two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a seven-day complimentary trial along with a three-month subscription. So you can check out the group and see if it's right for you. We have a weekly newsletter. We do Zoom calls. And though it is not a weight loss plan, it is a place for support, accountability, and some honesty. So uh, if you're ready for it, please give us a try. Very much honesty and pointing out uh, <laughs> pointing out all of the red herrings. Um, and if you would like to interact with us in other ways, you can find us on social media at We Only Look Thin at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can even send us an email. And uh, who knows? We might answer you. Maybe we we do our best. Um, But uh, we'd love to hear from you. We love episode ideas. Uh, If you want to just reach out and tell us something that you enjoyed hearing, something you'd like to hear more of, we have uh, turned several listener emails into full episodes of the show. And you can reach us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Can't remember if I actually said that part. (laughs) Uh, And if you are feeling generous, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We have over 500 star reviews. We so appreciate it. Not only does it uh, let us know that what we're doing matters, but it also helps other people find our podcast when they are looking for inspirational podcasts that talk about red herrings. It sure does. (laughs) And... Is there a podcast where I can hear about logic fallacies and lose weight? I I think uh, you found it. And um, also, if uh, you don't feel like doing any of those things, maybe you could just tell somebody about the show. Word of mouth is one of the best ways that that the show gets out. And uh, we would love it if you would tell somebody about us. Yep. So if you're still not sure if we have given you a red herring or taught you how to fish for them, <laughs> just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.